Today, we're going to continue our, our Advent series. We're going to be looking at Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And I think about peace, and noticing a lot of you on Facebook, if I were to paint a picture of peace, most of you would paint a beach. Not me, okay? I'm a mountain guy. Tower, I think, is a mountain guy. Okay. But as we look at peace today, I, I wanted to look it up. It's like, what does the dictionary say about peace? And I found three main descriptors. Freedom from civil disturbance. Two, a state of security. Three, tranquility. And if you grew up in the 70s, it's like, peace, man. Okay, the fourth. And as we look today, we're going to be looking at the account of Joseph in Scripture. And as we do that, I want us to think of the fact that we not only live in a time that certainly needs peace, so did Joseph. Consider the, the background of where we're looking here. They were stuck under the thumb of Rome. They were looking for a Messiah to deliver them from Rome and the oppression that came with it. They expected the Messiah to be a deliverer. They expected him to bring peace in their view. So we're going to look today, and we're going to go right into the account as we look in Matthew 1, picking up in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be a child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man, and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you should call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, took his wife, but knew her not until she had given her birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Father, as we look at this passage today, open our hearts and our minds. Through the fact that you came into a broken world, and we still live in a broken world, 
that you came as the Prince of Peace. Guide our thoughts as we work through this, and Lord, help us to see you. Let's get in your name, Jesus. Amen. What we looked at in this account gave us some things that we really want to look at to help us as we seek real peace. Jesus came as the Prince of Peace, and in that passage, the allusion to what the prophet had spoken came from Isaiah 7.14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, Behold, the virgin shall conceive, bear a son, and call his name Emmanuel. God with us. I think of this account, and I think of Joseph wrestling with this. This would have been hard. He's told, it'll be okay. This is of the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid. Joseph had to make decisions that people would wag their heads about for years and years and years. The decision he made certainly would make him unpopular. It would be painful at times. That's from an outside view. Okay? So we're going to look at some of the dynamics of what we read there. And we want to see what things could build the peace that Joseph needed. In verse 19 that we read, that Joseph was a just man. And how he responded to Mary was way different than custom or order. It was very different. I think as we looked at this and as I pondered and prayed about this, Joseph's heart was open. Being just There was no malice. There was no retribution. And he offered grace in that situation, even though it was painful for him. He could have walked away looking moral. He got on with his life. God had a different idea. See, Joseph understood a moral code that was outside of himself. And so when we look at how peace plays into our hearts, we can build our own filters or we can understand God's filter. Joseph, being who he was, was a man who had the ability to to think and reason God's way. We see further down in that text in verses 20 and uh, 21, where in the dream the angel gives Joseph a plan. Okay? And we look at what the plan was. 
Joseph, son of David, which I think is important because we connect it to David the king in the kingly line. Do not be afraid to take Mary. The baby's not yours, Joseph. The baby's not someone else's. That baby's God's. So Joseph is given the plan. And he accepts the plan. That's what we need to see here. He accepts the plan. And the last part we really want to really uh, see here. We look in verses 24 and 25. Joseph woke up from sleep. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. Took his wife. Knew her not until she had given birth to a son. Called his name Jesus. He was going to save his people from their sins. This aspect of Joseph's life. His heart was open. He believed in the plan. And he walked accordingly. He obeyed. And those three things, I want you to tuck away because we're going to look at them and consider them as we, we think about this peace. These things we all need to understand God's peace. A peace that's not temporal of this world, a peace that is eternal. It's what Jesus, the Prince of Peace, came to bring. I want to take us, as we consider a little further, I want to go into Isaiah 9. More of the prophecy. And I want to look at verses 6 and 7. For to us the child is born. To us the son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace. There will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. As we look at these, this passage, we, we see more of the prophecy given before Jesus came. child would be born but the son was given Jesus was coming to a far greater calling and purpose than any of the people who read that would know and I ponder the fact that Joseph was turning so many things through his head and looking at this and how it was going to make a difference. Not only in his life and Mary's life and their family, but in the case of everyone, in the case of forever. And so we look, and I want us to, to consider Verse 6 here describes 
the Messiah to come, a, a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. These are his attributes. This is the Son of God. This is God with flesh on, coming. And as we, we consider that, we look also at verse 7 and talks about the increase of his government. And of the peace, there'll be no end. And I think as we look at this, we realize that a lot of this hasn't happened yet. When he comes to reign for a thousand years, we'll see what government was supposed to be like. see what justice was ultimately to be like. So the peace that we want to consider is, is the peace that we can embrace. It's, it's God's peace. And to do this, one of the verses read in the lighting of our Advent wreath was, was John 14, 27. Consider the fact that Jesus shared this the, the night before he was crucified with his disciples. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. In a few hours they would run for their lives. Peace is inside. Peace is over top of circumstance. And as we, we consider that, we want to honestly take a, a peek at what the peace of God really is. And I want to take us to Philippians 4, 8 and 9. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. Then we have the result. The God of peace will be with you. Circumstances are the circumstances. Sometimes they are not going to change. I like it when they do and they get better. I think you do too. Sometimes we get healed. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we get that raise at work. Right, Kyle? No? Okay, never mind. <clears throat> I, was just, I was just thinking, you know, you're a high bank magnate there. I, did, I just didn't know. Trust me, I'm with your brother. Sometimes we do get the raise. Sometimes we don't. My poor brain. I just said, my brain just said, take me, 
Sometimes you feel like a nut. Finish it. Okay. If you were born later than the 70s, you would not understand that. Okay. Bizarre. I'm not Mark's father figures. I'm more of a like weird uncle. Okay. But our circumstances sometimes don't change. But that has no bearing on our peace. That's what Jesus came to bring. This week, I did not have a pretty work week. Actually, got, I don't know, probably another 10% added to what I needed, already couldn't do. But you know what? That was work. I had no bearing on my peace. Balanced out, I didn't have that bad of a week. God is good. I experienced several blessings of God this week that were unplanned. And I can see them for what they were. And I'm sure you can see the same thing. There's a couple of things Jesus also shared before he left. We see, and, and it's not going to be up here, but Luke, Luke 12, 51. You think I've come to give peace on earth? No. I tell you rather, but division. That's in reference to us buying into the truth of the gospel and those who don't. Okay, you can live out the gospel and there's others. It's going to divide families. That's what Jesus is talking about. All right? Temporal peace. Because of us believing the peace of God. John 16, 33, I've said these things to you that you, that in me you may have peace. Okay, and he's talking about those guys are going to be scattered the next day and run for their lives. I said these things that you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Life has no guarantees, people. Once you try and figure it out, you realize didn't happen. You know, a lot of people spend a lot of their lives trying to achieve, make it to the top. All right? You're a wannabe. You want to be better. You want to be, you want to make more. You want to do more. And then there's a point, and it lasts about 30 seconds, and then there has been. And you realize that you were climbing a ladder that took you nowhere. Think of Joseph. And I'm going to transition to the end a little differently today. Is I'm going to sing a song. 
and I've sung it here before, but I think it really fits appropriately as we come to a close. So as I sing this, think about what was going through Joseph's head. And the peace of a temporal nature that didn't really come, think of the peace that can only be brought by that baby living in his house.
always that pause at the end. What peace do you seek? I want us to consider in closing today. God chose Mary, right? God also chose Joseph. Joseph would stand through the adversity, through the disrespect they would have to endure. He would be the one to lead them to safety to Egypt. Listen for the voice of God and bring them back. How do you be the father of God? Joseph's time. God's plan for Joseph. Today, each of us, we sit in these seats. We have our own adversities. We have our own trials, our own troubles. We have our own triumphs as well. Okay, I don't want to be all on the dark side. You have God's plan too. God's plan for me is different than Mike's. It's it's different than Chelsea's. It could go all the way around the room. But if we have a heart to listen, okay, and we recognize God's plan as being God's plan, and if we obey, we have the peace of God. It will carry us through it got Joseph through. I just consider Joseph and Mary, and I'm going to end on a high note here, okay? There was also Joseph Jr., Simon, James, and Jude. He didn't want to be called Judas, okay? And then the sisters. Can you picture Joseph saying, why can't you be like your older brother? But you know what? That is the most profound statement you could give. What would I be like if I was more like Jesus? Or you? So as we close today, it's that peace that we get from knowing God's plan for you and understanding what his salvation, ongoing relationship really means, not only to you, but what it means to him. So let's stand together in closing prayer. Father, we, we do thank you and praise you for these lessons. Lord, I, I think of a week where I really needed your peace and by pondering this, Lord, and when I believed your plan and trusted you in it, you 
continued to walk in obedience. I understood it. Lord, we all need to do that and help us to do that. Lord Jesus, we are glad. We are thankful that you are the Prince of Peace. We worship you today for that. Give you all the praise and the honor and the glory you deserve. Lord, help us now as we go from this place to walk in that peace. The people would see that peace and Lord want to have it. Help us to, to be the salt and the light that we need to be in this community around us, to the families in our neighborhood, to our families around the dinner table. Help us to live, be more like you, Jesus. Ask it in your name. Amen.